Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. This episode is part two of our Money Mindset Chat with our guest, Jacint Wamala. Jacint is a mindset money strategist and founder of Wealth and Wellness University. So let's keep the conversation going. That I know, okay, we're not going to be wealthy and worn out. No, thank you. We're going to be wealthy and well-rested. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So the tribe that you serve, you mentioned a theme relative to the relationship with money and that was a recurring theme when you when you're working with those kind of clients what are some of the hurdles that you have to overcome relative to their relationship with money is it break down family beliefs or just family money drama or what what is the most i would say frequent thing that comes up as relates to the relationship with money when you're working with some of the people that you work with yeah scarcity is the number one thing so your money mindset right if you just break it down money is money right it's green pieces of paper with dead people's faces on it or whatever color piece of paper depending on where you are in the world with people's faces on it. It's a tool. It's a resource. We exchange it. We use it for goods and services and experiences. Your mindset is the way you see, perceive, and experience the world. Money mindset is the way that you see, perceive, and experience money. So what happens is that when you're growing up, there are so many messages over and covert that you receive about money in your home, from TV and media in your school setting, other environments, your neighborhood, the government. So children are sponges. They're just soaking everything up that's going on around them. So we definitely have to break down like what is it that you consumed and what is it that you still think and believe and perceive about money that's keeping you from being able to make progress with it today. So that's why, you know, I say when people come to me and they're like, oh, I know I need to be more disciplined. I know, you know, I have an overspending habit. Oh, I can't budget. It's really difficult. I'm saying those are symptoms. That's like when you go to the doctor and you tell them you, your stomach hurts. Those are symptoms, but there's something deeper going on that's causing those symptoms. And that's your mindset. So if we can figure out what's going on in your mindset, all of the symptoms will alleviate. So that's where the mental health psychological piece is really helpful because as we investigate essentially is what we're doing and become a detective in your life to say, well, what is it that you think and believe and feel about money? And what is it that you want to think and believe and feel about money? Where is that gap and how do we close it for you? That's when we're able to make progress because people are a lot of the times operating in scarcity. There's not enough money to go around. Time is money. That's a myth, right? Like, no, passive income is a thing. So you can make money without it being attached to your time, right? And so there's all of these myths and beliefs that someone has that are typically rooted in scarcity that keep them from being able to attract more, be more, become more with money, which is just one of the areas that it can affect. And that's why it's Wealth and Wellness University, because what I 
usually see is that as we're work- working on this journey, there are mental, emotional, physical, relational, social, occupation. Their whole life is transforming. Money is just one of the places that their life is evolving. That is actually because they're operating in abundance instead of the scarcity. And abundance doesn't know bounds. Abundance isn't just limited to money. Abundance comes in your relationships, in your spiritual walk, in your body and perception of yourself. And so that's what's really cool and interesting is how do we get them to shift from scarcity, whatever that looks like, however the symptom comes up for them to abundance where they then know that their worth is intrinsic. It's not attached to your credit score. It's not get paid what you're worth because your worth you came into the world with. But your products and services definitely have a cost. Make sure to pay that and add tax, okay? Scarcity or abundance or worth. People and their self-worth is compromised. For yeah, that's interesting that you could bring that up because what comes to mind is the culture that we have or we try to emulate online. The cars, the jewelry, the hair, the clothes, the bag, the this and that. <laughs> and every time I see that, I think, hmm, I wonder what their crypto account looks like. I wonder what their bank account looks like. I wonder if they have. So you may be serving a more aware, you know, tribe, if you will. However, there seems still to be many people who attach their work to those things. You know, it's such a fine line because when you operate in abundance, some of those things may come along with what you attract. You know what I mean? And so it's not, it's not bad or uncommon to enjoy or want luxury. Cause a lot of times people also have a, a hang up where wanting money is a bad thing or makes you a bad person or wanting to have luxury or wanting nice things means that you're somehow bad. I've always but, been mystified by that in actuality because I have friends who are very successful and their children are like, why do you need this big house? Why do you need a Rolls Royce? Why do you need a Mercedes Benz? You know, they always like downing their, their parents and the parents are walking on eggshells anytime they go on a vacation. I think it's so ridiculous in actuality. <laughs> but anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> no, you seriously. But when you operate in abundance, you also know you don't need those things to be satisfied, fulfilled, and excited about your life. And that's the difference. So whether you have those things or not is not something that is going to change how you feel about yourself and about your life when you're operating in abundance. And if it does, that means you're operating in scarcity. And that's the difference. So when we see people and if they aren't showing any other side, right, then and for the people that are because it it attracts attention. And that's what some people are doing is they're attracting attention for their business. They're attracting attention for themselves or whatever the case may be, right, is that we attract attention. But then what are we doing with that attention? Are we educating? Are we helping people to make progress? Are we, t- are we giving them what they want, but then, you know, then sprinkling in what they need in order to be able to get to that place. So then that's all the other nuances and questions we have to ask. I like to fly nice. Like I just said, put me in the front. I want to be where they've got the extra leg space, but I'm also fine if I'm in economy and it's, and it's not the end of the world for me. Like I still drive my 2006 Jetta. I'm not, I'm not hurt over it. And I'm not scared to say it out loud. You know what I mean? Cause I know that I'm building wealth in other ways that are meaningful That's for me. That's the thing in a nutshell. I tell everybody, listen, I have a 2003 with 150,000 miles on it. And I love that car and I'll drive it <laughs> until it, it stops making sense. Okay. I don't need a new car every two years. I simply don't, but I get where you're coming from. So it seems like your tribe is mostly women. Would that be accurate? For the most part, but there's for some the men, part. a couple. <laughs> yeah. So what's the, the age range that you serve mostly? You know, it's so hard when that comes up because I there's like a, I guess maybe the 
majority. And then there are people who are outliers. So, you know, I know that I have someone in the tribe who's in their fifties. So it's mainly, I would say probably thirties is the highest concentration, I guess we could say, but there's definitely outliers and no one is turned away or anything because there are people who are in their forties and fifties who are still dealing with student loans and still dealing with debt that really resonate with my story too. And there's young people who are just out of college that are freaking out because no one told them that they were going to have to pay this stuff back. I think it's a topic that is universal for a lot of people. Well, you're doing some fantastic and awesome work in that space. And it's greatly appreciated, especially with what your focus is on wealth building. I have no doubts that there are a lot of success stories. And I've seen some of them, your testimonials, where you've worked with specific individuals and they've had success. Tell us about challenge that you had. Save $1,000. In 30 days. That was pretty slick. So tell me, what kind of energy that you did you get from that in terms of your try because I thought it was fascinating. I think that anyone who would try it would see that it actually does work and they can save the money from the Starbucks that they're buying daily, sometimes twice for three, four dollars a pop, that type of thing. 11 bucks and 11 cents. Come on, guys. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? We spend more at Chick-fil-A. We spend more at whatever drive through or, or whatever the case may be, right, on lunch in a day. And so it's crazy because that's actually kind of how my intentional work with other people started. So last year, 2020, in February, a few days before February 1st, I said, who wants to do a financial fitness challenge in February? And I had like a handful of people say, I'm in. And so what happened was I created a Facebook group and every day I would send messages out to them. And I found this little thing that was how to save, I think it was how to save $465 in 30 days. Cause it's like on day one, you save a dollar on day two, you save $2 on day three. Right. And so I had posted that in the group and every day I would send them a little note, a little quiz, a little something for them to be thinking about their money. And so by the end of that, I think it maybe wasn't even 30 days because it's February, right? By the end of that challenge, one person had already saved $1,000 because she realized she was spending like $500 at Starbucks. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Another person saved like $500 in in that period of time. And so I was like, oh, I thought I, I was like, I know I did it in my own life. I did things, but I didn't, I hadn't tested to see like, is my approach something that can be replicated with other people? And so last February, when we did that, they were able to get great results. And then in March, they got laid off. But in March, they had a cushion that they wouldn't have otherwise had if they didn't do the challenge. And so that's what I think is amazing is because some people are wondering like, well, I've got nothing but time to get my money together or whatever. It's like, do you though? How do you know? Life can throw some things at you a death in the family, a health issue, a pandemic (laughs) that you could never have otherwise, you could not have prepared for beforehand. And so it's really crazy to me because the decision I made in 2017 to get in control of my money set me up to thrive in 2020 for it to be one of the best years of my life yet. And the decision they made to do that February challenge set them up so that when they got laid off a month later because of a pandemic that they couldn't have otherwise predicted helped for them to be set up to not have to be as worried, be as stressed out because of their choice to make a decision when things were okay, to be prepared when things weren't okay. And so I think, again, it goes past just the money. It's about peace of mind. It's about reducing stress and worry and anxiety and preparedness because we really don't know. And so that 30-day challenge, I'm thinking about bringing it back because I I did it and I didn't really do it again in a very official way. Now I'll like post
post stuff and like let people do it on their own and they'll dm me and be like i'm on day 10 i'm like dang get it you know what i mean but i think just breaking things down for people makes it so much easier for them to consume and easier for them to wrap their heads around right like if it's a big number it's like how am i going to do that if we break it down and make it into smaller pieces it seems like it's easier for to execute on and then but sometimes just it's not even the catastrophic things that can throw you out listening to one of your podcasts i don't know if you were talking about it or someone else was talking about a couple of things happened in a row the dog got sick the husband had a car wreck oh yeah we need tires on the car all at one time yeah (laughs) that can take you out if you're not prepared with some type of um, cushion or rainy fun day or any type of discretionary income that is not earmarked for something else so you're absolutely right that everyone needs to consider those kinds of things that may come up and even having that bit of money gives a little cushion you don't have to think about when you go to bed and you're going to sleep at night so what's next what's next for you well i definitely let anyone know to stay tuned because things are going to escalate very quickly here with a lot of the different announcements and things that i've got coming up to say the least really it is to focus in on how to make wealth and wellness university even more efficient and effective got my merchandise coming and stuff like that i've got my sweatshirt on right now literally i've been wearing it three days in a row like i've just been testing it to see if it can take the pressure but it's so comfortable. So I've got some merchandise coming. I've got some other really fun things happening. I'm working on my first book because encapsulating my approach and everything like that into one piece of material. So that way people can have it and get all the goods in one place. So I'm working on my first book, which is really exciting. And then I've got some other wild announcements that I think people are going to really enjoy. They're going to come with some fun stuff, but it's focusing in on how to make Wealth and Wellness University more effective and efficient so that we can create the largest global tribe of, of mostly women, some men too, I'm sure, who are financially free and independent and get to live their best borderline bougie lifestyle, whatever that looks like for them, which means going into YouTube. So I have a podcast, but then I'm going to also be doing video and voice. So I'll have the YouTube and the podcast to put out as much free, valuable content as I possibly can. That's what I get to do now. Like I'm debt free and building wealth with my family and I get to choose what I want to do and how I want to spend my time. And I want to spend my time other than investing in my personal relationships and my own health and wellness, really doing my best to share information that I think is going to help other people who are in a position like I was make progress and move forward. And so that's really the goal. And I'm excited, a little bit nervous about it. Because once you hit a certain goal, you thought that was the end for some reason or to some extent. And what's after that? I don't, I don't know. Now I've got to start stretching even further. So it means I have to grow and stretch, which is exciting, a little nerve wracking, but I'm up for the challenge. I love a good challenge, obviously. And really excited to, to see who wants to follow along and enjoy the journey with me. Well, I will be following along. I'm inspired by you and your energy and your thoughtfulness and just your gratitude for the legacy that you know, you know, has been set out. And now you're starting your own. I think it's awesome. So I'm certainly going to hear more from you. I'm just completely convinced of that. So I appreciate your time. I know your time is at a premium. You're a busy, busy, busy woman. So thank you so much for joining. We will put your information in the show notes, your podcast information and your website information as well. So folks can reach out and touch you and find out whether or not there's something that they can work on with you. So again, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. 
For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations. So until then, keep that fire burning.